If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome, everyone, to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm BJ. And this week, we're going to be chatting about Dragon Quest X a little bit, because it is yeah. the 11th anniversary of Dragon Quest X. So 11 years since Dragon yeah. Quest X released, and 11 years since it has not come west. <laughs> yeah, it's insane that it hasn't. But hey, you can play it. It's just you won't understand anything about it. It, unless you know Japanese. Unless you if know you Japanese, Japanese you can, but, but in you terms understand of, Japanese. Yeah, I mean, the majority of North American audiences don't, so I just, you know, I generalize. I apologize to those of you who actually do understand Japanese. But this does mark uh, another kind of, not anniversary, but moment, because the Questy boys have returned. Na, 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 na. Questy! We are putting on our detective caps, and getting our magnifying glasses out, and we're going <laughs> to get ready to solve the case. Man, I wish I really had a detective hat to put on. Yeah. I don't have a detective hat. Frank and Joe Hardy never wore detective hats, as far as I know. That is true. So you just dye your hair blonde, and I'll be, hey. I think it's Joe with the dark hair, right? It's been a while since I've read some Hardy Boys. I, think, I thought Frank was the one with the dark hair. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This has nothing to do with anything. We've we've just we've already gone off the <laughs> off the reservation here, so we're uh, this is good. Either way, the Questy Boys, we're trying to get down to uh, why Dragon Quest X never released in the West. It's a question that a lot of fans have asked. People have asked us. We've asked ourselves. I lie awake at night asking. <laughs> no one. You, you do every <laughs> night. You just stare at the uh, the glowing stars that you've stuck to your ceiling, and uh, just be like, why. Why is there no Dragon Quest Ten? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's an existential dread caused by this. That is true. Yeah, that's essentially exactly what it is. Anyway, so we have some did a little digging, asked around, tried to come up with a real good answer since uh, we're going into the eleven year anniversary of the game right now. Yep. Really quickly, I would like to give a shout out to like the DQ Ten Abby folks um for uh helping to uh like unofficially localize dq10 for people who want to play it um so just shout out to all of those people over there and uh the like dq10 clarity project and all that stuff um check that out if you want to play dragon quest 10 in english this is uh your best option and best way to do that and uh only i believe is the word you're looking for (laughs) I don't think it's only because, I mean, there are, you could try Google Translate the way I did well, when I first started playing DQ10, and that that was mm, not a good way to do it. That was not a good way to do it. Like, <laughs> I tried the same thing. That was, uh, if, if you guys have no idea how bad Google Translate is at its live translation, like you point, a, point the camera at it and it will live translate it on your screen, 
uh, on your your phone screen, you should try it because it's hilariously bad. Well, but also there's a post on this over at DragonQuestAustin.com that I did when I was playing Dragon Quest Ten back during the pandemic, yep. where I use Google Translate to like translate like ten or twenty enemy names and just tell me what uh-huh. they're called. Um, and just kind of like a more humorous post, but you can see that it just doesn't does not quite translate no pun intended but it just it's just <laughs> kind of like what is this you know um yep. so either way you can uh play it in english through that way even though it's not an official tr- localization or anything like that um i prefer yeah. playing on switch but you can play it on pc or, or whatever um your preferred platform i guess is what is how yeah. best to frame it um before we really dig into today's questy boy mystery though I do want to mention, I promised last week I would give an update over the uh, Magic Mind shots that I've been oh, trying yeah. because I said I would probably be talking really fast and have my whole work day done early <laughs> and stuff still. Right. And legit, I really do think it's made me work like so much faster and do everything like faster in the mornings where it's just like every day I feel like I do my whole day's work in just like the first few hours and then I'm left doing things like recording this podcast or reading about Dragon Bane, which is a really cool new TTRPG I've been trying out this week. And yeah, it looks super cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a lot of fun. And so anyway, so I feel like I've had more time to just kind of do these things um, in between editing articles or whatever, you know, normal part of my day job, uh, running around with the family. Uh, we're painting the classroom because my kids are homeschooled. We're in the middle of doing that right now. And so I really do feel like this has helped me a whole, whole lot. And just to, to recap, in case you missed last week's episode, it's just these shots. They have lots of good, healthy stuff in them, uh, B vitamins and and greens and matcha and agave nectar and caffeine. And I've been, I usually take them uh, probably like an hour or two after my coffee. I usually have started taking them now. Work really well. Recommended it to you. Um, sent you like a quick email for like a, to do like a free trial after last week. Anyway, it's just really cool. Really enjoying it. I uh, really do feel like it's working, and I really like this stuff a lot. Um, all of this is to say that you can check it out, too, because they gave us a special link. You can go to magicmind.com slash dragonquest, which is super easy to remember and cool. And uh, you can get up to 56% off a subscription. You can also use the code dragonquest20 and get 20% off your one-time order. So if you want to try this stuff out, uh, then you can save some money while doing it. And again, I honestly highly recommend this stuff. I love it. Yep, I've got mine on the way since you did that. So Cool. So you'll hear both of us just talking like hyper-aware co-hosts now. No more sluggish, I'm, I'm BJ. I'm BJ. <laughs> Thanks for listening to me. Next week, you're going to get rid of the like Eeyore shtick and you're going to be like, I'm BJ! <laughs> ah! <laughs> the one that talks to people in line at Guardians of the Galaxy and embarrasses you. Yeah, that one. Um, so it's going to anyway. be there all the time. Uh, anyway, so we'll check back in next week and see how you're feeling and how I'm feeling. Dragon Quest Ten. let's go over and, and discuss this mystery a little bit. Now, this game launched in 2012 and 2013. It certainly seemed like we were going to get Dragon Quest Ten over here. I spent a lot of time looking right. up old interviews on the internet. Uh, yep. and uh, beforehand, just in general, but also just like in anticipation of this week's episode. And I even found in 2013, uh, it was for the game's one year anniversary. Uh, producer Yu Miyaki, who y'all have heard us talk about before, 
um, said that they planned on bringing it west, explicitly that they planned on bringing it west. This is from Polygon, in a Polygon interview in 2013. Um, they right. said, the big question behind the PC port, does this mean an overseas release is in the works? Of course, Miyaki said. <laughs> then he went on to say, however, as for whether it'll be run in the Dragon Quest style in the overseas market. Every nation has its own play style and sensibilities, mm. so I don't think it'll be a single game worldwide like with Final Fantasy XI, which I thought was interesting yeah. because this definitely seems to indicate that even as far back as 2013, only a year after the game, they were kind of toying around with something like Dragon Quest Offline that we got, Dragon Quest Ten Offline that we got. Yeah. And um, so I thought that was kind of a weird way to phrase it to just say, yes, we're going to be bringing it overseas. And then to just say that they didn't know exactly how that was going to work. And that wouldn't be a single game worldwide, like with FF 11. Um, I just, I don't know. That seemed weird to me. And then in the same interview, yeah. um, in the same interview, they discuss having it on PC and Wii and talking about bringing it to the Wii U. Um, mm. And Miyaki said, quote unquote, they're bringing it to new systems and talking about uh, in terms of also like uh, overseas platforms. Yeah. And so just reading between the lines, it certainly seems like they're talking about the Wii U port there, um, just given the time frame in terms of new systems. The Wii U, as probably everybody knows, uh, was a big failure for Nintendo. Um, so, Which makes me so sad because I really like the Wii U. I will go down like I will go down with the ship that it is a great, great console. I also love the Wii U. We still play hours. We we even yep. last summer we played through and ran through with the kids all of Mario 3D World. And, yeah, yeah. And we still uh, bring it out for Mario Party 10. I think is the one on the Wii U because that's like my favorite Mario Party game. Okay, I don't play the Mario Party ones, but yeah, Mario 3D World was on there. Luckily, I do have most of the uh, awesome games on there from Switch, uh, but uh, I have a lot of the Switch games that they've remade on there, which are cool. But Yoshi's uh, Woolly the Virtual World. Console. I haven't played Yoshi's Woolly World. Like I've played some of Yoshi's Crafting World, but never played uh, Woolly World. I've played the 3DS, uh, whatever it is, Yoshi and Poochie. Whatever that is. Yeah, it's kind of like, it, that was like a 3DS. Um, I mean, it's different from Woolly World, but it had the same kind of art style yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, I have that one as well. I haven't gotten as far in that one uh, before. I got it for Naomi to try out because we played Crafted World together on Switch. And then we actually started right. playing Woolly. We played Woolly World on Wii U last week, actually. So, oh, I wow. Mean, like legit, I still play my Wii U very often and have a lot of fun with yeah, it. But mine's I like it actually too. hooked up behind me. I, I have it in my office actually because of the gamepad. Like I know you and I, you you and you're like hook other systems up, and that's what you sound like. And uh, I actually do have the Wii U hooked up for virtual console games. I'm I'm in, uh, honestly impressed that you will hook anything up because you're always like I don't want to hook anything up because that's what you sound like. <laughs> it is. That's exactly what I sound like. <laughs> Um, but anyway, the Wii U, the Wii U was a failure. Like there's no debating it. It just, it did not sell right, well. Yeah. I think lifetime sales were something like 13 million copies to put that in like perspective, like tears of the kingdom, uh, on switch, like the latest Zelda game sold as much, if not more copies, um, at launch than the entire Wii U did. And it's like lifespan. So, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it did not do very well. Um, and so, Part of me is like, well, I wonder if because of the Wii U doing that, if maybe they were gearing up 
and like, okay, the Wii U is when we'll bring it like to more of a right. global audience. And then the Wii U wasn't doing so well in the West. And so they kind of balked on that. Um, and I mean, that this is totally speculation on my part, but that's just kind of reading between the lines here. And um, I have not gotten a solid answer on that part of it. Right. And I, I have no idea about that, but the Wii U uh, I know has caused, uh, did cause a lot of developers to rethink their, their platform strategies with Nintendo. And luckily there is a switch version of it. So maybe whatever resources went into the Wii U version actually went on into the, uh, the switch version. But uh, I still hold out that the reason we don't have DQ 10 in English is spite. Uh, (laughs) That's that, that is my theory that it is pure spite at this point because we want it. They're not going to give it to us. Yeah. Um, Even in, at this point, I think there's just too much content to localize, honestly. But, uh, yeah, but okay. for a while there, it just felt like just excuse after excuse where it's just like, oh, we're not going to do it. Yeah. So so speaking of that, I, I have that to get to, too. But kind of just going in order. Even in 2017, now we're, now we're up to 2017. So four years later, DQ10 is still not out in the West. And this is Miyaki again. Uh, also said... Uh, it kind of hypothesized already this DQ10 offline uh, and talked about that mm-hmm. DQ10 four years later, now instead of being like, of course it's coming overseas. Now it's like, eh, probably not this version. If we did that, it would have to be an offline version. We would like to do it. We want to do it. Um, jump ahead from 2017 since he said that. DQ10 offline is out. Still not in the West. Yep. Shows no signs of coming out to the West anytime soon. Um, I think it's probably because even the offline version of more is more of just a pipeline to get you into playing the MMO. Right. But, but who knows? I mean, even when it shipped, it came with like a trial after you beat the offline version to like a month subscription to 10 or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, and they're doing a second expansion for it, but I'm assuming it's going to do the same thing at the end of it and try to get you to move into the online version. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure. And then I don't know if it's going to be one of those things. Maybe once, maybe 10 years from now when DQ10 has has sunset and they have all the versions finished offline, we'll get like <laughs> translated all as one. I still don't really right. think we will. Um, nope. And then not too long after that, just a year or two later, everyone was kind of hopeful, including us, uh, because of the, the IP bands and things being lifted. Uh, you yep. didn't have to play with the VPN anymore. Um, and I, looking back on that now, because it certainly seemed like, oh, they're getting ready to release DQ10 in the West. Looking back on that now, I feel like it's probably, it was a consolation prize um, for us mm. in that they probably knew at this point that DQ10 offline, that they were starting development on it yep. and knew that they weren't going to release it globally. And so it was kind of like, eh, we'll just let them have their fun. We'll take away this stuff yeah. so at least they can play it if they really want to. Um, I mean, it's it's still in Japanese, but it's like... If you want to experience it, it is there for you to do. It's technically there. <laughs> yeah. And so... It's... I think... And I, I, mean, I... They're... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go right ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, but I think... I, I really agree with you, though, that I think despite all of this and, and like being drip fed hope 
for the last decade. <laughs> um, <laughs> every time we lose hope, there's just like you Miyaki with like a spoon and he's like, take your medicine, take your medicine. And so I like, I really think it's just that they're like in too deep now. I mean, it, it's yeah. a, to bring an MMO of this size West and take a lot of work. I'm not, cause you have to think it's not just localization. You have servers. There would have to be beta yep. tests, stress tests. Uh, there would be changing game data because of events and things like that that have existed mm-hmm. in the game. I mean, it would just be this huge endeavor um, and maybe not impossible, but it would be really complicated. You'd also have to have, you know, customer support, IT, just all of these things geared toward releasing it in the West or even just the yeah. U.S., let's say. I mean, it would still take a lot of work and you still have to create all of these jobs and just spend all this time and effort, money, resources into mm-hmm. doing this. Uh, we're now, what, six versions in? Um, to Dragon I Quest thought it was more than that. I thought it was eight, but maybe no, maybe it is only six. I think it's I think it's six. We may be on the seventh one. I I, I lost count by the time I gave up yeah. and he quit playing it all the time. I kind of lost count. But either way, we're a lot of versions in. Each one is the size of its own game, and I just think that it, it's like way too much of an undertaking at this point. And so, yep. um. Maybe it was something, and it certainly seems that way. Back in 2013, at least, it seems like yes, they were at least hopeful to bring it over, and now it's just it's grown too big, and it's just um, maybe not impossible, but pretty darn impossible. Yeah, I mean, I I can't help but think that uh, at some point it just got to the point where they looked at Final Fantasy XI. They looked at the relaunch of Final Fantasy XIV and saw how much time and effort and money goes into localization, and it just didn't make financial sense. That uh, with the amount of stuff that they're already undertaking on the other one, and with it being an older MMO and a sadly fairly well-tested property in the West that's not going to do as well as others... I mean, we've had mobile games that completely crash and burn already, and it's, I think, a purely financial point of view, it's just not a good investment, and it sucks. Yeah, Um, that kind of brings to the next question that I see people asking a lot. Um, Even even back 11 years ago, literally, I checked, and I've seen forums on it, dating all the way back to 2012 and 2013, uh, why doesn't Nintendo just localize it? If Nintendo, it's on the Wii, it launched on Mm. the Wii, um, it, so of course it, Nintendo Dragon Quest has had a really great relationship for a long time so yeah but I think there's I think there's probably a lot of reasons why Nintendo wouldn't be in charge of that and and number one would be money like you're talking about here I mean just the yeah. money involved it's just it would take a lot of money for Nintendo to do that and it's an IP that they don't even own like <laughs> that's right. the thing they publish it's, things but they don't own this and have a vested interest in it they don't own it and it gets a little messy because it's like, okay, who gets, who gets the money from the subs? How is this, how subscription money divided up? How, how much is Nintendo upfronting the costs to do all these things? How much is Square Enix going to do upfront costs and trying to figure out the split, the cover costs, uh, again, going into it customer support, localization, just all these different things they would have to hire different groups, different teams, maybe even like different companies to handle for them. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. It would just be, it would be nuts. And I think that probably both companies are probably just happy to move on 
And then I think the other thing to consider with Nintendo, especially back then, is that Nintendo is kind of notorious, I guess, for not really handling on online support and online gaming super well. What? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, especially, especially back in like this was like pre pre Splatoon era too, um, where yeah, where gosh, where Splatoon had not super taken off, especially in Japan. And so if, if DQ10 came out today, now that we have stuff like NSO and other online things, which mm-hmm. still isn't as great as some online gaming services are, it's just like uh, maybe Nintendo would, but I still kind of doubt it just because of all the, yeah. the money and just licensing things that would have to go on. And really at this point, I mean, we're sitting past the halfway point at 2023 already. And if... Yep the world is full of MMOs. Like every, every week it seems like a new MMO is launching. And like, if Nintendo wanted an MMO, Nintendo would have an MMO already. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I don't, I don't think Nintendo has the interest or expertise to do this. That, that, yeah, I just any, don't think any that, kind I, of online MMO, like persistent world kind of thing like that. It's like, I just a, don't think it's interesting. I don't think, I don't think Nintendo is interested in it. Yeah, I, yeah, think, they I think that's probably the big thing is it's just like the, uh, Nintendo seems perfectly fine with making Zelda and Smash Brothers and, and Mario yeah. games. And they make a lot of money doing that and they don't have the headache uh, associated with having to run a live service game from it. And so yep. I think it's just, um, I can't really blame them, I guess. Um, no, I mean, I can't. Like, it is pretty much unless you're one of the outliers that are major successes like Final Fantasy 14, World of Warcraft and a few others that it's really really hard to make money on it's really really hard to make money on MMOs. Honestly, like going back and looking at just interviews and things that I found from that period like the 2012 2013 period, it seems like there were at least plans or ideas um, maybe just right. nice sentiments <laughs> uh, to localize it. And then it just never made it very far. Now they're in too deep. It'd be too much of a headache to localize it. And uh, like it, this far into its lifespan too, I think it just costs too much money. Like, like this is right. uh, even back then looking in that original Polygon interview that I talked about at the beginning of this episode where he said he wanted, he hopes that Dragon Quest 10 would last 10 or 20 years. And so yeah. we're, we're on 10 years for it right yep. now. Um, and I just, or 11 years, I guess, technically speaking, yeah, 11, 11 now. years, yeah. but uh, either way, like, like that is kind of a, even if it does last 20, this is still middle age for dragon quest 10. So it's starting to yep. go a little bald, um, get a little, it's, get it's a little gray around. around the, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's gray at the temples <laughs> or on yeah. the front of its the front of its uh, forehead like right right there yeah it's starting to get letters in the mail from like aarp and no uh, i have not that's what i'm so i was telling jennifer about that the other day it's like i'm 40 years old i've been getting different kind of things in the mail and i have still yet to get an aarp uh, letter and so i'm like I'm, i win it's when you're 50 is it 50 when those start sure coming in yeah i'm almost positive it's 50 you got some time <laughs> All right. That was like, I think that's where it, that, that's the one I'm not looking forward to. I've been expecting things like that to start rolling in. And I've been very glad that none of the AARP ones have come in yet. Cause I remember my dad starting to get those. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's 50, but um, anyway, 
so as since this is a Questy Boys episode, and because of because of my day job, and then also because of like writing this new Dragon Quest book and just other things, like I have I've gotten to know various people who've worked on Dragon Quest games and other things, and so I kind of reached out to someone at Square Enix who I thought might uh, know some stuff, who is familiar with DQ10, like familiar with it, mm-hmm. uh, and. Still, still works for Square Enix, so they asked to be anonymous. So I'm not gonna like rat anybody out or anything here. Uh, <laughs> but I, d- I did ask them if they knew if there were any solid plans to localize DQ10 back then. Okay, this like 2012, 2013. They were working yep. at Square back then. Uh, if and they said no, not that I'm aware of. The creative team would discuss it, but nothing concrete. Those decisions have to come from much higher up within the company. Which makes sense. Ah, this is awesome yeah. talking again. That makes sense. Yes. Um, and I asked, do you know why the company decided against it? And they said, not officially. It was different back then. The remakes, and this is Austin interjecting. They're, they're talking about the DS4, 5, and 6 remakes. Right. The yep. remakes underperformed. They didn't sell very well. There was controversy over some censorship and the new scripts. The brand wasn't what it is now. The industry has changed. I did not know anything about this controversy, but apparently there was like some censorship to take out after they mm. set, told me this. I looked into it and I guess there was some like more sexual things that exist in the uh, other DS versions of these Dragon Quest games okay. that they took out. Yeah, um, yeah and Nintendo tends to, especially on DS games. I couldn't find, again, this was a, a while back, so it's hard to find that kind of stuff on the internet now. I didn't see any controversy on necessarily like on sites or forums or anything so i don't know if that they yeah. mean within the company or what i did not ask to clarify this while i was talking to him maybe i should have um and anyway i said so it was a case of it's not really wanted over there why should we do it and they said i don't want to say it was that crass uh point for austin for being crass that's i'm good at that <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, i don't want to say it was that crass but yes that is the sentiment i got from the company at the time there would be too many resources involved. Right. And, and I get it. Yeah, I think all that makes sense. It's a live service game, multi-platform. It's a multi-platform live service game. Like, I, I yeah. think that all makes sense. And if the single player games aren't selling the way that the company wants them to, it's like, why take a big risk? And I, I, I totally understand that. And not just, like they said, the industry has changed, but it's kind of like the world has changed. I mean, the world has gotten a lot smaller. The way we communicate online, the way we play online games and stuff is very different yeah. from even just 2012, which I know is kind of weird to think about, but I mean, a lot of it has changed. And uh, then the last thing I asked, <laughs> nah. um, I'm laughing because I knew the what the answer to this question was going to be, but you know, I had to ask it. I said, of course. Uh, I said, are there any plans to release DQ10 offline or otherwise in the West? And (laughs) yeah, I know you and everyone listening will be shocked. Um, Basically the same sentiment uh, we've heard time and time again. Uh, They said right now, I'm not aware of any active plans for a global release. Yeah. Active plans seems interesting, but I'm not going to read too much into that just because of the way things have gone. But either way, I think we can at least put a little bit of the Questy Boys mystery to rest in that. Yeah. Uh, in that it seems apparent from what at least they told me. Um, and again, this is somebody that works at the company that I have that I 
belief. Um, I think it, it seems like, yeah, that the, that, um, that it doesn't sound like there was any, it doesn't sound like they ever got far into like, you know, they didn't try to localize some of it. They, they're, they didn't right. funnel yeah. a lot of resources into getting it localized or anything like that before they scrapped ideas or anything like that. Like there's not a, there's not half of a transcript of a localized version of DQ 10 sitting in a warehouse anywhere. <laughs> that would be, that would be so awful that yeah. if there was just like D like DQ 10 versions one and two, just sitting out there localized. And well, just, the reason, uh, the reason I say that is because that was a big rumor with Dragon Quest four, the, the PS one Dragon Quest four remake is yeah. there's that persistent rumor that, uh, that they had even like gotten a lot of it finished and just never released it. But then whenever I was, whenever I interviewed uh, Nob Agasawara, who did localization stuff. For right. Phoenix back yeah. Then, and flat out asked him about it. Like, Hey, how far did you <laughs> yeah. get in this? And he was like, yeah, we didn't ever start it kind of thing. We didn't. Yeah. And so, so I just mean like, I, I think that's the, a similar case here with DQ 10 is that they just have uh, never, never done anything with it. So, yeah. And at this point, they never will, uh, which is why like DQ Abbey and the the fan translations are so important to the community because that is going to be the only way that you can that you can really uh, play DQ Ten. Yeah. Now, what um, I would like to see, honestly, just based on the way that they're put together. I would love an actual fan translation that I could get for DQ 10 offline. Like I like the way it looks. And so I would like to just play through it using that style of uh, gameplay and, uh, and look because of uh, it not being quite as MMO E in terms of like running around, having to do all of the, uh, the way the world is set up, but I don't know. Yeah. So uh, really quickly, as we're wrapping things up here, I do want to give some shout outs uh, to some people um, from resources for people listening who want to give Dragon Quest X a shot. The sites and places, people, some of the people we've mentioned in this episode. This is uh, DQ10 Abbey, DQX Abbey, A B B E Y.com. Uh, you can head over there to get all sorts of resources. Um, you can also check out at Exalan Excels on YouTube or Twitter and see a lot of the stuff going on with Clarity Project. And then you can also check out our friend uh, Ryan's site, ryanquest.com. There's a lot of great Dragon Quest Ten resources uh, over yeah. there. And anybody that ever talks about trying to get into Dragon Quest Ten and giving it a try, I always point them over to these people. So if you're looking into it and you are quite saddened by the Dragon Quest Ten stuff we've been talking about in this episode, um, yeah. check this out and give it a try because they're doing a lot of great work with this stuff. If you would like to talk to us about Dragon Quest X or anything, uh, remember we're over on Twitter at Dragon Quest FM. And if you would like to support this podcast, uh, we have a Patreon. That is at patreon.com slash Dragon Quest FM. And just shout out to all of our patrons. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. And we really appreciate all of you. Yes, and uh, if you would like us to maybe try... If you have migrated away from... Uh... From Twitter in the mass X us. Uh-huh, see what I did there? I see uh, did let there. us know if there is a platform that the majority of the community has landed on. Uh, personally, I went to uh, Threads and Instagram just because they're there. 
and uh, I don't want to load up the X app. So, uh, but let me know where you guys are at this point if you're not on uh, making the X a disc. Mm-hmm. Cool. I just scribble on my wall now. Like instead of what things I would normally tweet, I'm just like, hey, any just recommendations for Switch games? And then Naomi comes in and is like, DQ10. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. All right, bye, y'all.